Welcome to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry of Curry Financial Group Limited. In this podcast, we are focused on helping businesses set up and manage their group benefit plan to protect and assist their most valuable assets. Join us on this journey where Lauren explores ways to help you develop effective and cost-efficient strategies for your business. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Benefits of Knowledge with Lauren Curry. Lauren, how are you today? We're doing just fabulous today. Eric, how are you? I am doing fantastic. I, uh, we're coming off of a podcast. The, the last podcast you recorded, you had Sheila Karras on, and that was your first guest ever. That was a, a, an outstanding podcast because you actually were, both of you were answering questions that kind of came from one of your clients, correct? That, that's correct. Uh, we had uh, one of our clients, Lindsay Richards from NEFAB Canada here in Peterborough, had questions about long-term disability. So we we brought in a specialist. Yeah, and it was it was packed. I mean, it was, it was a longer podcast than we normally do because you guys had so much great information. So uh, audience, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that. But today I know we're focusing and, and talking about virtual healthcare. And I'm, I'm really interested. Obviously, this has been happening a lot, uh, a lot of virtual things all around the world because of COVID and, and what's going on. Um, so why would you say we need virtual healthcare? Well, there's, there's many reasons. Um, to just start this, though, Eric, I, I when I think of virtual healthcare and and all the technology changes we've gone through, um, I don't know how many of our listeners would remember the Jetsons, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm just amazed when we're we're video chatting with our our kids or our grandkids and stuff like that, and, and I remember seeing the Jetsons when I was a kid and thought, oh, that's that would just never happen. So here we are talking to a doctor <laughs> virtually. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. But uh, I guess it, we're so fortunate that we have the ability to do this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you, you had mentioned the pandemic. So the first thing I kind of wanted to start with just some st- statistics um, from, you know, the effects of the pandemic on physical and mental health. Uh, so 49% of the people uh, say they've had negative effects on their physical health during COVID. One of the things we talked about at the end of the last podcast was, uh, you know, physical activity, exercise, and stuff like that. And I think both of us mentioned that maybe we we lost out a little bit of that uh, in the last year. So a little bit, yeah. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we've had some of those negative effects, but uh, anyway, I know I have. Yeah. Eighty um, percent of the negative impact on mental health compared to normal years where there's a thirty percent. Wow, that's a that's huge, huge difference. Yeah. Okay. And then 21% of Canadians have had these negative effects on their physical or mental health. They've sought out professional care. So the need to talk to doctors, uh, nurse practitioners or whatever, you know, uh, professional we're talking about here, that the, the need has just gone through the roof. So mm. um, this is one of the reasons we need to have virtual health care. Yeah, it's a, that statistic is still a little bit concerning, though, because if you know there's an eighty percent impact and only twenty one percent of those those affected have sought out healthcare, um, that's concerning. And I, I think that maybe a lot of it is is how difficult it is sometimes to find that healthcare or seek that out or the the time it takes, uh, which begs the question: What are the wait times like in Canada? If somebody needs help, what is that looking like up there? Well, unfortunately. 
Um, the sources that I'm reading, uh, uh, they report Canada has the longest wait times for patients in 11 countries that they review. Mm. That's that's very unfortunate because everybody thinks we've got wonderful health care, which we do, but um, this is not looking good right now, in my opinion. Yeah. So in here, we're seeing one of every five Canadians report waiting seven or more days to see their family doctor. Wow. Uh, that's pretty frustrating, right? Yeah. Um, one in three Canadians report waiting over four hours to get into the emergency department. So you, mm. I know they take people in there on priority, right? I mean, if you go in there with a chest pain, you're getting in quicker. Uh, but, but still, uh, four hours to sit in the emergency department. Um, and unfortunately, some of this stuff, or fortunately, I should say, some of this stuff could be looked after on a virtual basis. Mm-hmm. So um, try getting into a specialist. One out of two are saying that it's four plus weeks to see a specialist. Gee, um, it, you know... These are long times. And yeah. the last one I'll throw out there is three of four Canadians say they take off up to two hours off of work for a medical appointment. So as employers, you know, uh, hey, we want pe- our people to, to get proper care and everything else, but two hours just to go for an appointment where you're probably in the doctor's office for 10, to see the doctor for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. um, it, it eats up a lot of, you know, efficiency in our, in our workplaces, so... Yeah. yeah. Then the, the other thing is, I don't know uh, how many people out here have kids, but uh, do they ever get sick when you can actually get in to see a doctor? I think that's usually on weekends, evenings, mm-hmm. you know, Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Um, that's, that's when they get sick, it seems. And so, you know, how are you, you, you going to get to a doctor? That's probably part of what's creating that four plus hour wait at the emergency department. Yeah, so absolutely. With virtual care, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You can normally connect with a healthcare professional sometimes in 20 minutes or less. Wow. So that, that's a huge difference. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And, and I know that we're talking about, you know, all kinds of different appointments today. Uh, but I think that a lot of our regular doctors, you know, uh, are doing virtual appointments and you can set those up in, in advance. And like you said, it's sometimes it's taking seven days to see a family doctor. Well, I have my own personal doctor and I set my appointments, but my appointments that you, you, you like your routine stuff, that's usually set six months in advance or three months in advance because you know, you're going to be meeting them on a regular basis. So those are easy to get taken care of. But it seems to me that we're focusing on, um, you know, those those emergency type situations, or or not even necessarily emergency, but you're feeling sick, or your child's feeling sick, and you you can't wait those seven days. So we're not necessarily talking about trying to see our family doctor virtually. We're just trying to see any doctor that's going to give us some sort of relief. So if we're doing that and meeting a doctor virtually, what about your own doctor? You're you're right here, um, and Eric, we're not. This is not going to meant to replace your doctor. Um, the idea here is, again, it's 10 o'clock on Saturday night, you know, the child's got it's a fever, the, or they've got a rash or whatever the case is. I mean, there's so many different things that could be treated uh, virtually, but um, this, this is a way to give you peace of mind, right? If you're going to talk to that, probably a nurse practitioner or a doctor when you're uh, on this program, they're going to, they say, look, you know, do this or do that, or they'll, they'll be fine, watch them. Or 
if you know if necessary, they're going to say no. You need to take this this child to mm-hmm. the you know the emerge department. So yeah. it, it's just helping get that peace of mind again in those those off hours, if you will. Okay, um, so. The programs uh, that I'm familiar with um, through some of the insurance companies and, and that that we work with, um, you actually get the choice on whether you want to share this data. So this appointment I'm having virtually, um, I can say, yes, I want this you know, shared with my doctor. So the next time I see my doctor, they're going to be very aware that, oh, I had this issue. You know, this is how we looked after it, but they have all of that information. Also, if I don't want them to know, that's my choice. Mm. Um, I think personally, I would be saying, yeah, no, I want my doctor to know everything about my health, right? So, uh, so no, I, it's not there to be, you know, kind of a conflict with your doctor. Uh, of course, all of these you know, records are fully private and it's virtual. So one of the things we always worried about, that's okay, that's stored in that cloud, wherever that cloud is. Mm-hmm. And th- these clouds are in Canada. So uh, we're, you know, they're, they're not sharing this or it's not being stored in the U.S. or Europe or anything like that. Gotcha. And then one of the other things uh, I think probably our doctors would agree with is they probably don't have the special training that the doctors and nurse practitioners on these platforms have as to how to deal with uh, patients on a virtual basis. Um, You know, there's obviously different ways of doing things when you're in person or you're virtually. So I think there's special training they've had to, to deal with this virtually. Yeah, I would assume so, for sure. Uh, and yeah. and I, I would assume that would be because there's probably a few different ways to connect, right? I mean, it would be great to be obviously in person, uh, but I would, I would assume that the next best thing would to be on video so you can see the doctor, the doctor can see your child, but how else can you connect? Okay, so yeah, there's multiple ways, right? You can connect by video right on your phone, uh, you could use the chat. There's a chat button on these things, so you chat back and forth uh, by message, or you can you could be right on a telephone as well. Depends what what you're comfortable with, what you have access to. Uh, most of the companies that uh, again that we deal with, they have an app, so you just download the app, probably on your phone or your iPad or whatever. Uh, you set the account up enter some basic information, and then, of course, you have to make it secure, so you enter that security information and a password. Uh, everything is about privacy, obviously. Mm-hmm. So then uh, when you go to request an appointment, you have two options. You can either, if you need to see someone right away, and we said you could see someone in as little as 20 minutes, um, if you've already got the app, like you know, I would suggest get that app set up on your phone ahead of time in case you need an mm-hmm. appointment. Good you don't want to be playing around with that. Uh, but you have the ability to choose as, as soon as possible, you need to see a doctor, or you would pick a time that's convenient for you. So obviously, depending on what the situation is, if it's something that's not really urgent, uh, you could say, well, you know what, tomorrow on my lunch hour or my coffee break or whatever, and you could pick that time and you could book it that way. Mm. But uh, many, many different ways to, to connect. Yeah. And Lauren, I know that you've done a, a bunch of research on this and, and I mean, because that's, you're providing great information here today. What are you seeing as far as what can be dealt with virtually? What kind of, what kind of situations can be dealt with? Okay. So, so basically what I'm being told is that over 50% of a doctor's office visits could be handled virtually. 
Mm. Which sounds pretty amazing to me. But, uh, you know, I'll give you an example, some personal information here. I'm not supposed to share personal, right? But anyway, I get (laughs) what's called gout. (laughs) So Mm. believe me, if I have gout in my toe and I need some pills, I don't want to wait four days or seven days or whatever to get in to see the doctor. Uh, So I can see how this would be very handy for that because... um, if they wanted to see my toe, it'd be pretty easy. They could tell that I've got gout in my toe and mm-hmm. uh, they're going to write me a prescription, send it off to my pharmacy, and I'm just going to go and get my pills because, uh, believe me, uh, it's painful and you you need to get that medication as quickly as possible. Um, some people have even said that the little as 10% need to be in person. That sounds a little low to me, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, the 50% number is you know, I, I can see when they really stop and think about it. So they, they diagnose things, right? Uh, you know, I've got a lump on my, on my hand or I've got a rash or, or all kinds of things like that. So it's just a, a kind of a simple diagnosis. Uh, so they can treat many conditions that they're just going to write or, or they can renew prescriptions, like in my case with that gout. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to prescriptions, so you, they, they do have limitations. They cannot prescribe controlled drugs and stumps and substances such as narcotics. So, um, you know, anything like that, you're, yeah. you're going to have to go and see a doctor in person. Uh, so there's limitations, but you know, your high blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication, if you're, you know, if you're run out of a prescription, um, that they're going to be able to help you out in a, a much more timely manner than again, trying to wait and get into a doctor's office. Um, when they, when they start looking at things, um, they can request labs and in, interpret tests, right? So mm-hmm. uh, they, if they think they need to send you for a blood test, then they can do that. Do they send, uh, you know, do they need to book you to get an x-ray? They can do that. Um, so many, many things there. And then if, uh, if I need to see a specialist, um, eye, ears, nose doctor, as an example, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, uh, they can do those types of referrals, Um one thing, some employers, they, you know, they're going to require a sick note if somebody's off for a certain length of time or whatever. Um, those, those notes could come if these uh, appointments done been done virtually. And then I already mentioned a few, but acute and chronic illnesses. So, you know, like your blood pressure medication and, and you know, different things that uh, kind of drag on. Yeah. So there's, there's a major list. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a very robust list. In your research, Lauren, what did you find as far as how well is this working? I mean, it, are there re- good reports out there so far? Yeah, so I'm going to refer to a company called LifeWorks. Um, they offer one of these programs, and so the numbers I'm going to give you now are actually coming from from their numbers, okay. they're telling us. And they're telling us that 92% of the, the patient's needs are resolved in the very first visit. Wow, nice. that's a huge number. That, I was shocked, yes. Yeah, that's very surprising uh, to me. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, do people like it? Well, 76% of the employees who use it once, they end up using the service for other things. Mm. So, again, I would say that's a pretty big number um, as far as they must be satisfied if 76% of them are, are using the service again. Yeah. Same number as at the start here. We get 92% of the time employees indicate they saved a trip to the doctor's office. So again, I don't know about you, but I hate having to go to the doctors because I know 
for a 10-minute meeting with the doctor, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wait. It's just the way it seems to work, right? So if I don't have to go, boy, that's that's just a big bonus for me. Um, I mentioned earlier the two hours or whatever uh, sitting there, uh, or what if it's four hours at the uh, eMERGE, right? So they're telling us two to four hours of productivity saved per visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just time saved. And, you know, that's good for both, in my opinion, for both the employee and the employer, right? Obviously, the employer wants you at work. They need you. That's why you have your job. But as the employee, I'm pretty sure you don't want to, you know, maybe lose two or three, four hours of of, uh, your paycheck as well. So it's good for everyone. So something that I was actually surprised at but makes sense to me, what if you're traveling in the U.S., right? Uh, We know how how expensive it is to have uh, any kind of medical issues when the, when you're in the States. Most expensive place in the world, my, I understand, to get sick. So you could do these virtual visits, whether you're in Canada or the U.S. Oh, so nice. if, if you're on vacation, you can, you can uh, go on online and, and do your visit right there, talk to uh, someone in Canada, and that perhaps, you know, uh, first, you're trying to find a doctor, and and then the cost of it down there, huge savings there. So, out of curiosity, uh, brings up a question: When somebody's at work and they want to do one of these visits virtually, do they have to use their own phone? Are you seeing an do employers set up like a private computer that people could use if they needed to? Because I'm assuming you wouldn't want to be at your desk, you know, with your doctor on the screen talking, you know. Hey, show me your toe, right? Show me your show me your foot yeah. uh, in yeah, the middle right. of the office. So, h- how does that work when you're at work? Well, uh, I I would say, and I don't think from what I've seen that employers are setting up any specific you know special computer mm-hmm. terminals or anything like that. Um, you're you're probably using your cell phone, I would think, in most cases, and you just you, know, you would just have to find a private you know an office or, or whatever the case is where you were away from everybody else so they can't hear what's going on or, again, mm-hmm. if you're, you're having to take a picture of your foot or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you would need a private space. Um, but I think most places would have an office, you know, that could be used for something like that. Yeah, I would think that that would be something that an employer would, um, as this gains some traction and, and more and more people or more and more of their employees are taking advantage of it, they may be able to provide a small you know, a little conference room or something that people could go and have those private uh, appointments uh, in because I mean, it'd be kind of hard to find a space necessarily uh, in, in all places, but um, that'd be kind of nice for them to provide that. So maybe that's something you can talk to them about, Lauren. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just, it's not your responsibility. <laughs> but for <laughs> employers that are listening, yeah. That's exactly right. And hey, we share those ideas, right? Absolutely. But, uh, it, it's, it's just being aware that, uh, you know what, maybe the employers haven't thought of this. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not familiar with it, you know, maybe the employee knows about it and, and the employer doesn't. So yeah. yeah, that's something for them to think about. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up cost just a few minutes ago, you know, US versus Canada, and you're spot on. It's definitely expensive in the States. Uh, but how does how much does something like this cost in, in Canada? Okay, so... Could be from free to a whole bunch. Um, so I <laughs> thanks for narrowing that I, down for me, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was referring to LifeWorks earlier. 
Okay, and I can tell you in most of their cases, kind of their standard pricing would be $3.49 per employee per month. So this could be, you know, a part of the group benefit program or your uh, your benefit package that mm-hmm. the employer has put together. Um, there's a few insurance companies here in Canada now. Uh, again, I am in Ontario, so I better specifically say Ontario maybe. Uh, but we're seeing uh, some of them are actually building this in as part of their program, just like they have some uh, new best doctors programs or medical second opinion. Uh, so they build them in. Mm-hmm. Now, there has to be a cost somewhere in there, I understand, but they're not breaking it out, okay? Okay. And then we see other employers, or sorry, other insurance carriers or programs where we will see, okay, the insurance company is charging the employer, it could be a dollar a month per employee, or it could be up to, I've seen them as high as $4.95 per month per employee. So pretty big range there. Um, then there's other programs where, you know, um, I, one in particular that I know of where the employee, sorry, the employer on the group plan would be charged $1.50 per month per employee. However, if the employee goes on and uses the program, they pay $10 per visit. Okay. The so employee it's kind does of a or cost the sharing. Sorry, the employee would have to pay the $10. Okay. Okay, so the employer is putting the program in place and probably covering the dollar fifty per month mm-hmm. per person. But if you use the program because it's more expensive um, than the dollar fifty, then then you're paying that. And gotcha. I I've heard that there's some out there that charge up to ninety nine dollars for a hmm. visit, right? So wow. like I said, it's it's hard for me to say what does it cost because there are so many different ways it seems to be funded. Now mm-hmm. the the last thing here is in Ontario, um, I know there are several programs uh, and a few that I've looked up, okay? It's one's called Apple Tree, one's Babylon, and one's called Cover Health. If you have OHIP, so that's on our Ontario coverage for healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're in Ontario, you have OHIP coverage, then OHIP, you know, it's just like going to the doctor where you have to give them your health card, well, you're going to have to give these these providers your health card and they're going to bill OHIP uh, for the visit. Gotcha. So um, many, many different ways of doing it. So, and, and because these other ones are free, quite frankly, just to be totally transparent with people, I can tell you one insurance company is not offering these programs through their, pro, their uh, group plans that they offer because there are free ones available out there. So... Mm. All just depends on on uh, how you look at it. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, technological advances are always um, something to look forward to as long as they're implemented well. And it sounds like you guys are doing a great job up there. Um, that these companies are are taking this uh, to the next level. I mean, the, the the statistics you were saying as far as how many are getting resolved in one visit compared to having to go to the doctor that, that's huge. So, I think that's exciting. Yeah. It's. Uh, it, all for convenience, trying to save time, mm-hmm. make things more convenient for people. Uh, again, it's to me that, you know, being able to sleep at night if your child's been sick, you know, it's a huge decision. Should yeah. I take them to the emergency or should I not? You know, because people don't want to plug up emergency rooms with something that's not necessary, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we always feel that uh, 
you know, that worry is there that we, you know, we don't want to take advantage of the system or whatever. But on the other hand, I, I want to make sure my child's looked after. Right? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Th- this could give you that peace of mind. Absolutely. Lauren, great information. Thank you so much for sharing that today. All right. My pleasure, Eric. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry of Curry Financial Group. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Lauren comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Curry Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.